Jesus loves the little children and he declares that God's kingdom belongs to those like them. You're tuning in to Crowpoint Dumagedi Podcast, where it's all about relationships. We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. You are currently listening to our series titled, Jesus on the Move. Alright, Mark chapter 10 today, and we come to a section of the Gospel of Mark that is found actually in all of the Synoptic Gospels. Synoptic me, uh, refers to the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And it is significant for several reasons. But before that, allow me to read these few verses that we will look into this morning found in Mark chapter 10, beginning in verse 13 to verse 16. Then they brought little children to him, to Jesus, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. What a beautiful picture that portrayed before us the love of God, the affection of God for little children. Now, as I've said, this particular encounter this incident is significant especially to the readers of Mark for several reasons number one when Jesus declared that these little children are part of God's kingdom actually it contradicted with the prevailing teaching of the day and the teaching of that day said this that in order for a person to earn salvation <clears throat> He has to work and he has to be righteously obeying and keeping the law. So these little children who were incapable of understanding, much less keeping the law and performing good works, were viewed as unable to earn salvation. So when Jesus said that of such is the kingdom of God, meaning to say they were part of the kingdom, as little babies, as little children. It was a death blow to that erroneous teaching of the day. This is a declaration of the Lord Jesus that salvation is indeed all by God's grace. Number two, in Jesus' day, <clears throat> children were viewed as liabilities until they could contribute in the society. They did not have much value okay, in their culture. In fact, biblical examples of, you know, that will show us nga wala kayo value ang mga bata silang panahon, okay, especially sa mga non-Jewish and non-Christian homes, include the killing of Herod. Sa panahon bitaw ni Jesus, katong baby was Jesus, and then ipamatay nila ang mga kabataan, that actually mirrored what Pharaoh did in the time of Exodus. Because children were not viewed as blessings in the non-Christian homes in that day. And thirdly, for Mark's readers, this was significant. Why? 
because it presents how Jesus elevated the children and their faith, the little children. The Roman law of that day gave absolute power to the father over his family, even extending to life and death. One commentary even mentioned that as late as AD 60, a son was put to death by a simple order from his father. So, yung nga nara sa yun, mingon yung dili na ganaan ng iyang papa, pwede rin niyang ipapatay ang iyang anak. And in, in, in that culture, especially sa Roman culture, um, naasilay kanabitawang naimong practice nga gitawag ni, we can use the term infanticide, nga <clears throat> kung ang papa dili ganahan sa iyang anak, iyang ipapatay. Acceptable na sa ilang culture. In fact, there was a father, a particular father, nga padong na mga anak ang iyang asawa, kunya iyang gibihaan og note ang iyang wife. And the note contained his instruction which said, if it is a male, keep it. If it is a female, cast it out. So silang culture, ingunana. Another commentary mentioned, nga sa panahon daw ni Jesus, ang mga Romans would have a trash heap beside many homes where people could leave unwanted children. So sa gawas ilang balay, na dito'y basurahan na kung di sila ganaan silang anak, ila pwede nilang ibilin dito. And passers-by, if ganaan sila, intrisado sila, and maluoy sila, if pwede nilang kuhaon. But if dili, the babies would just die there. And oftentimes, katong mga bata nga punito nag rescue would be raised to become prostitutes or gladiators or slaves. So wala good sila'y bili kay in the first place, di man ganahan ang ilang parents sa ilaha. So, with that in mind, when Mark was writing to the Christians, especially to the Roman believers, the Gentiles in that day, <clears throat> as followers of Jesus Christ, beginning in Mark 8, 9, and 10, mauna ang gisunod-sunod o state ni Mark ang mga demands ni Jesus Christ for those who would become His followers, for those who would be His disciples. They were to stand out in the society where they found themselves and live counter-cultural lives. And the demand for discipleship to Christ requires personally being convinced that, Je that this Jesus who is calling them is indeed the Son of God, the promised Messiah, the Savior of the world, and the King and the ruler of the kingdom of God. He is indeed the Christ, the Son of the living God. So if ganaan ka maging follower ni Christ, dapat kumbinsido ka, okay? hugot ang imuhang pagtuo nga si Kristo maugayod ang anak sa Diyos, ang Mesiyas, ang manuluwas, ang hari sa tanang hari. Kaya kung dili ka convinced, wala kay commitment nga musulod sa iya. Kung wala kay personal conviction about the identity of Christ and His role in your life as the ruler and the king of the kingdom of God, then you will not follow him. One can only commit to deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow him with personal biblical conviction about his identity. And as his followers, Mark moved on to teach through his gospel that followers of Christ were to live lives of integrity so as not to cause others to sin. And they were not to keep anything 
in their lives that would stumble themselves or cause themselves to sin. His followers are called the light and the salt of the earth. And the lives of the disciples were to create a thirst in others so that Jesus can quench them with his living water. You see, discipleship to Christ further demands that his followers were to uphold God's original intent for and highly value their marriages. Even in a society where marriage is unimportant. And although divorce was permitted, as we've discussed these past two Sundays, due to the hardness of man's heart, it was permitted. Marriage, because it is divinely instituted, ideally should not be humanly separated. And today we can further learn that like Jesus, his disciples or followers should love and value children who are weak, who are helpless, and utterly dependent upon others, especially upon their parents, for their daily needs. And to live this kind of life is countercultural, not only on that day, but even in our day. So, from this passage in Mark chapter 10, verse 13 to 16, here's the main idea. Very simple. Jesus loves the little children, and he declares that God's kingdom belongs to those like them. So the question for us this morning is this. What does Jesus want us to do with little children? Kung sa may gananang ipabuhat sa to, nga naa din ni makita na to ini nga mga bersikulo. Kung sa may ipabuhat ni Kristo alang sa mga kabataan. Number one, Jesus wants us to bring them to Him. Ang mga tao atong panahon na, especially ang, ang, ang mabasa na to sa verse 13, that they, probably referring to their parents, fathers and mothers, or pwede po nga ang mga older children, mga older nga anak, maoy, nagdala sa ilang mga manghod, nga tuning Kristo. They were bringing these little children to Him. Now, sa parallel passage ni Luke, ang Greek word niya ang gagamit, translated as children, refers to babies. Okay, so maka-imagine ta, mga bata ginikayo. Okay, dili tong mga uh, dagko-dagko na nga makasabot na bitaw gamay sa kinabuhi. No, these were little children. And they were bringing it to, they were bringing them to Jesus so that Jesus might touch them. Jesus might bless them. Part manguna silang culture sa una nga, ang mga kabataan, ilahang dadon sa mga rabbis or sa mga spiritual leaders so they can lay their hands on them and pronounce blessing upon them. This practice goes way back. Kinamdo mo ni Israel when he blessed his son, sila ni Ephraim. Okay? And muna ilang practice na sa, sa, sa katigulangan pa nila. Although nawala ni siya sa panahonan ni Jesus Christ. So Jesus wants us to bring these little children to Him. What are we to do? Do help them to come to Jesus. How? Well, lead them to come to Jesus. Kinangla na to silang giyahan na makatuto dito ni Jesus Christ. And then, number two, ayog suhid sa mga disciples. Unsa may sa tanang tao ang mga disciples? Pagod. Okay? They rebuked the ones who were bringing these little children dito ni Jesus. And the word rebuke there means to reprimand. Ilahang gibuyag, muragikasabaan nila ba? Do not reprimand those bringing these little children to Jesus. 
Now mga tanan ta nganu gibuhat matos mga disciples and we can we can only speculate kay wa man gisulti dinig kung say rason nganong ila tong gibuhat it could be their way of protecting and preserving Jesus from a potential conflict dag ganabe kay conflict nga against Jesus when he you know um boldly proclaimed the word of God permigyung nay opposition permigyung nay conflict and probably the disciples were trying to protect and preserve him from another potential conflict For these disciples, who most probably also share the prevalent views on children, this blessing of children thing, okay? By the way, mga children of little importance mga po na sila, was just a waste of time and energy. Para sila mga gasamok-samok naman lamang ni, ay, kamong mga ginikanan mo, ipaminaw sa, paminaw ni Kristo. Kaya mga patay, padapli, padulaan na sila dito. I could imagine that in my mind. Some people, even in our culture today, would discourage other parents from allowing their own kids to join Bible clubs, Bible outreaches in their area where there is gospel teaching. Usanas mga illustration ba nga even until today naapagyapon niya. Marag mahadlok ang mga tao nga ang ilang mga anak makadungog o pagtulunan kabahin ni Kristo kabahin sa ginoo. Di sila ganahang papilo nilang mga anak o Bible clubs, papilunog Bible study, papilunog children's outreach. Gawas na lang kung nay mga hatag og chinelas, nay mga hatag og ginaw regalo, nay mga hatag bugas o sige, lakaw mo dito nak. Og ang kada anak tagaan o pito ka anak patuon dito. O ato ra mo dito mga tulo ka higayon after that wala na. Actually, they were only interested with the gifts. Nga gipanghatag, gipangdistribute, but they do not want their kids to know God or to be exposed sa teaching sa Ginoo. Sa to po mga panimalay, if we're going to help lead our little children to Jesus Christ. Kuminamani. We should seek to model coming into God's presence through prayer and private worship. Unsaon man ato paglead sa tong mga kabataan? Kaya pagiya nila nga muato sila sa presensya sa Ginoo, muato sila ni Kristo kung kita mismo mga ginikanan, kita mismo mga adults nga makita nila sa tong panimalay, wala ta nagbuhat ana. If we're going to lead these little children and help them to come to Jesus, <coughs> we need to model coming into God's presence through prayer and private worship. We need to be seen by them reading our own Bible. We can share Bible stories with them. We can read the Bible for them and with them. And teach them how God is trying to reveal Himself through scriptures and how God desires for your children to come to know Him. Maglisod ta uglid sa itong mga kabataan kung kita mismo wala ta nagbuhat ana. If we ourselves are not coming to Jesus, how can we lead them to Jesus? Whether intentionally or unintentionally, we will be hindering them from coming to the Lord. So in verse 13, they were bringing these little children to Him and ang ilang desire was God's blessing upon them. But these disciples rebuked and reprimanded those who were bringing these kids to Jesus. So unsa may ipabuhat ni Jesus na to, tabangan na to ni mga bataan na makaila ni Kristo. Let's lead them to Christ. 
as parents, do you realize this? It is our God-given responsibility to teach them to love God with all their hearts, soul, mind, and strength. It is our God-given responsibility to preach the gospel to them, to lead them into a relationship with God so that they might come to Jesus, that they might know Jesus. So Jesus wants us to lead these children to Him. So do help them come to Jesus. And number two, do not hinder them from coming to Jesus. Do not hinder those who are bringing their children to Jesus. In Mark chapter 10, verse 14, tanawan na to ang reaction ni Jesus when His disciples rebuke the parents and, and those who are bringing these little children to Jesus. When He saw it, pagkakita din Jesus, anak, he was greatly displeased. In other translation, the word used is the word indignant. He was indignant with what he saw. The word indignant there means he was greatly grieved or much grieved. And the reaction of the Lord Jesus Christ revealed that these little children were important to him. And that he desires to have them come to him and bless them. We should not hinder those who are bringing their kids to Jesus because these kids, these little children, are important to Jesus. Pastor and Bible commentator Kent Hughes quoted St. Irenaeus of 2nd century who said of Christ, and I quote, Irenaeus said this, He came, Jesus, He came to save all by means of Himself, who through Him are born again into God, infants and children and boys and youth. He therefore passed through every age, becoming an infant for infants, a child for children, and a youth for youths. In other words, giagian at tanan ni Jesus Christ, ang tanan ng mga klasik idad, kay para nga makareach out siya ngadto sa mga kabataan in all age groups. And it is very interesting to take note, kabantay ba mo, that many of the miracles of Christ involve children. The healing of the nobleman's son in John chapter 4. The demon-possessed son at the foot of the Mount of the Transfiguration, Mark chapter 9, to mention a few. And even the, the raising back to life of the daughter of Jairus in Mark chapter 5. Daggan kayo sa iyang mga milagro, no? Nag-involve ang mga kabataan. Giving us an impression that these little children are important to Christ. And when someone brings their children to God and then somebody else would hinder them, God does not like that. That brings great displeasure. Sa gino. I've heard of some parents nga sila mo idiligan ang mo church. Ang ilang anak magsigpang ang dato tag church, dato tag church, dato tag church. That's one way of hindering these kids from coming to God. From coming to Christ. And that brings great displeasure sa ato ang gino. May mga kabataan, ganang mo-appeal sa ilang Bible clubs. Okay? Ganang mo-appeal VBS. Pero ang parents have other ideas. Well, nagplano naman tayo nga mag-vacation tayo. Pero ganang mo-appeal VBS. Ganang mo-appeal kids games. Ganang mo-appeal you know, awana. Ganang mo-appeal kids outreach. Pero lain magplano ang mga parents. Siyempre, sila mo'y masunod. Do not hinder them from coming to Christ. 
do not stop them from coming to Christ. Because they are important to Jesus. Letter B, they are invited by Jesus. good money. When he saw what his disciples did, he was greatly displeased and he said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Let them come to me. They are invited by the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That means Jesus desires to have these little children with Him. He wants to bless them. He wants them to experience His tender, loving care. And I would like to believe that the Lord Jesus Christ admires the receptiveness or the readiness of these little children to receive blessings. O sa ganan kayo sa sa mga little children. That's why God loves the little children. Because they're so ready to receive blessing from Him. Do you realize that one of the more effective ways to win a child is by giving them something? Just give them something. Give them a piece of candy. Give them a piece of ice cream. A toy. A chocolate bar. Or whatever. They are so ready to receive a blessing. They want to be blessed. Right? But here's a good thing. As these little children are so ready to be blessed, they're so ready to receive blessings, our God is so generous to give. God is so ready to bless us. He wants to bless us. Pero kita mo yung maglikay sa ginoo. Kaya nga naman, in our minds, a lot of times, coming to God means giving up the things that we like and we're used to having. Hindi mo tagana mo give up na. Na yung mga butang maghahatag na to pleasure, nga di na, di tagana mo give up. Some people, they don't want to come to Jesus. They're hesitant to come to Jesus because they're so afraid that coming to God means giving up the things that they have, you know, that they like and they, they have learned to value. Di sila ganang ibailo kung unsa na ilang nakasanayan o kung unsa na ilang naganahan. Matinood man, coming to God will oftentimes require us to give up a lot of things. Coming to Jesus and having a relationship to Him might require you giving up your sinful lifestyle. Giving up an adulterous relationship. Giving up, you know, a particular habit that is causing you to sin before Him regularly. It might require to give up these things. Pero sa may bailo, anak. Some people, okay, a lot of people, they are hesitant to come to God. give up, but they fail to consider what they will gain in exchange of the things that they gave up. You know what you will gain? You'll gain joy that you could never explain in human words. You will have peace that passes human understanding. You will have meaning. In life, you will have a great sense of purpose and direction in life like you've never experienced before. You can have 
a good sleep at night when you live in right relationship with God. Try to live in sin, especially as a believer. Di ba permi kang magilti? Mo mga ni nihunga ng uban diri kay ganahan mo apilog fellowship, di kay ganahan mo apilog nga you know gatherings because of that guilt within them. Oy korumpi nagsilot sa mo kagalingon. What is causing you to feel that guilt? Give it up. Simple as that. Give it up. We call that repentance. Turn away from it. Give it up. Okay? So, ang atong ginaw, ganahan kayong mabless na to. Ganahan kayong mabless sa mga kabataan. Kitara mo'y maglikay. So, if God is so ready to bless and children are so ready to receive, let's not hinder them from coming to God. We hinder children from coming to the Lord by not exposing them to God's teachings. Reasoning in our minds, nga, ah, okay, Ronay, di sana itong isa tudloan ng Bible, kaya di pa man na siya makasabot. Sayang lang ang atong oras. That may be true, but kabalo mo, kids can pick up things and keep it in their memories. In fact, I have a friend, katong bago pa may Bago pa may naminyo na ako'y friend who's a believer Nga ang ihaganing i-suggest Ingon siya kabalo ka Ven, muna yung mukha ngay buhaton Sana pa sa sulod sa tingan ng imuhang baby Basahin na na o Bible Ingon amura ko, amaw ka na Siya, dili, lagi, tinuol, lagi na Basahin na ba na o Bible And doctors will confirm Nga even ang mga bata sa sulod Okay. Kinanglan na sila papaminawan o mga music and istoryahan nimo. I did that with my second baby and my wife can attest to this. I did that with, with Eliza. And I talked to the baby, especially kung maglihok-lihok na siya. Okay? I, kanabitong ikapikapon yung antiyan. And then I just talked to the baby. Pagawas bitaw sa bata. Okay? Pagawas niya. On that same day nga nigawas siya. The moment nga ni mata siya o nakadungog siya sa kong tingog, naanagad siya. And that to me was a confirmation nga ah, familiar siya sa akong voice. And today, of our two daughters, I love them both, but kiniikadwa mo, pilit ka isa ko ah. And it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. Kabalo mo ang mga bata, although they may not understand, they can memorize verses. They can even memorize songs. Masyak mo ni mga bata kung disaka nakadungog, ana. Sure kung wala ni mo gigugol ng imuhang, imong gikanta. Nadunggan na nila. Okay? Madunggan na nila. And makaretain sila sa ilahang uh, mga utok kung sa ilang nadunggan. Matingala na lang ka, murap na lang ng imong anak o kalitong, matingala ka, lah, kay po, lagi ka lang, bago pa magayon ng kanta, lupig mang kuni mo. Masyak na lang ka. So instead of this worldly, ungodly, okay, rubbish things, ngayon lang, i silang memory, why not fill their minds from their early age with the pure word of God? Lead them to God by, saan mo pag-lead nila sa ila? Daman diri, gireveal si Ginoo ang iyang kaugalingon. Saya manggod kay masayon manggod murag mas walay hago ba. A lot of times, sorry to say this, kay ako guilty po gani for convenience ba. Tagaay na lang na gadget, oy para mapuyo ng bata. 
Okay? Tagay na lang siya gadget, tarong, you know, wala na tayo hasol. But here's the thing. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, okay, Deuteronomy chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, parents, it is our God-given responsibility to teach these kids, to teach our kids to love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to bring them up in the admonition and the nurture in Christ. Ato anang responsibilidad. Mga ginikanan, manubagta at ubangan sa ginoo kung gibuhat ba na nato o wala. Okay? Atuan ng tulubagod si Ginoo. Ako mo may kahadlok si Ginoo, inyo na na. But mga tubang kita si Ginoo. Okay? One day, we will give an account and we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Kung ibuhat ba nato, unsang iyang ibabuhat sa atua. We also hinder kids from coming to God by living inconsistent lives at home. If we do not lead okay, them to Christ, we're not bringing them in places where God is present, where God is praised, where God is being talked about. Instead, kasagaran, dado ng mga kabataan sa mga places where God is not even mentioned at all. If mentioned mangani, God is being mocked and His name is being taken in vain. Sahay, mas ganaan pa ang mga ginikalan nga dado nilang mga anak sa mga lugar nga walay walay pagdaig sa Ginoo kung gihisgutan man gani ang Ginoo unsa ra okay giyaga-yagaan gimak ang Ginoo remember the words of the Lord Jesus Christ let the children come to me and do not hinder them those are strong words because these little children are important to Jesus and they are invited by God to come to him number two. Jesus not only wants us to lead them or bring them to Jesus, bring these children to them, to Him. Jesus also wants us to learn from them. Beginning in verse 14, ang last na portion mo, He said, For of such is the kingdom of God. And He said, I surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. When a tsunami hit the shores of Haiti several years ago, And in the news, I saw that hundreds of little children died as a result of it. I was shocked to read a comment by my dear friend and, and a wife of my dear friend, actually, someone I also highly respected uh, as a Bible teacher. When she posted on her Facebook something like this, I could not find her post anymore because this, this happened many years ago. I mean, several years ago. But she, she said something like this. She said like, We are saddened by this devastation and yet we can give thanks to our good God that hundreds have been ushered into heaven. And I was like, what? Kay dagang kay mga bata ang namatay katong paglino, paglinog niya nag-tsunami sa Haiti. And at that time of course, bago pa ko nga believer, <clears throat> mura kong nasyak nga, anong magpasalamat man sa ginoo? Okay? And I will explain that to you this morning. Because, kabalo mo, importante ni siya nga passage because this passage also answers a very commonly asked question. What happens to little babies when they die? Asa sila padong. And kita gaantaw answer ni Jesus Christ in nga passage. Dagkan ngayon lang pangutanaan na. Of course, na yung mga, na yung uban, you know, miscarriage, 
nakuhaan sila or ang bata na disgrace siya sa pagpanganak. So ilang pangutana, of course, makakita pa ba ako sa kong baby? Makita pa ba ako sa kong anak? And na ay tubag si Jesus Christ ining a passage para sa atua. In Luke's Gospel, as I've mentioned earlier, the word he used translated as children is a Greek word that refers to babies who are obviously unable to understand and believe the gospel for their salvation. But here's the comforting truth. The truth is that babies and little children who die before they reach what theologians would, you know, just for the sake of um, identification, before sila makaabot sa point where they understand what is right and wrong, what is good and evil, commonly referred to as personal age of accountability. By the way, kining age of accountability will vary from, from child to child. Before sila mabot, ana, mamatay sila, they will go to heaven because they are under God's special grace. In God's eyes, these little babies who are still unable to discern right from wrong, in fact, in Old Testament, ang description is, they could not distinguish their left hand from their right hand. They are viewed as innocent in God's eyes. So that when they die, they will go to heaven. Isn't that comforting? And when I learned that, I realized, ah, that's why my friend's wife said what she said. I mean, it's sad to see hundreds of lives being taken, but the fact that a lot of them were babies, and you know, what the Bible teaches is that these babies are in heaven, is a fact and a truth that we can rejoice and we can give thanks to the Lord. At least, langit. In fact, si Job, in, in, in one of his, uh, one time si Job, nakasuldig si Job, nganong wala mang ko na matay sa diyang napako sa bakansa kung ginikanan. When he was suffering greatly, he wished that he died as a little baby because Job understood under the inspiration of God that had he died as a baby, he would have been in heaven and he would have been spared from you know, the suffering and the hardship that he went through in life. Well, having said that, I want to clarify something. That doesn't mean that these babies are sinless. Okay? That they're that they not sinners. Nope. These babies and little children are also sinners because the Bible clearly teaches us in Romans chapter 5, verse 12 to 21, that we have all inherited the sins of our father, Adam. And David, in his psalm, in Psalm 51, verse 5, said this. He said, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So even dito sa yang sasabakan sa yang ginikanan, sa diyang nagbuntis pang yang mama siya, David acknowledged that he has, man, naala siya sala. Makasasala na siya nga daan. Psalm 58 verse 3, The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray from birth, speaking lies. Makako na tadaan, dito pata sa bakan sa itong ginikanan. You see, people don't sin because, you know, they become sinners. No, they sin because they're sinners from birth. 
makasasala na gidadahan. Now, to give a clarification on this, I want to read a quote from John MacArthur, although I don't agree with everything that he teaches. But this is a good quote, a good explanation from him. I want to quote him. Wala niya sa slide, so listen very carefully. John MacArthur Jr. from Grace Community Church in California said this, It is not true, however, that such children have eternal life and then lose it once they reach the condition of accountability, since eternal life, by definition, cannot be less than eternal. So, kanyang mga bata, ah, under, before sila maabot og age of accountability, di ba, kung mamatay sila, ato man sila langit. Okay? So, sa dili pa sila mamatay, wala na nagpasabot nga, tungod kay wala pa sila naabot sa age of accountability where they can discern right and wrong, good and evil, nga naana sila daay eternal life. Wala ni sila eternal life. They will only receive that when they die before the age of accountability. Because you cannot have it. Dili mga pwedeng mushroom mga, ah, baby pa man siya. Wa pa siya nabudog age of accountability. So naana ni siya eternal life daan. O niya, inigabot ni age of accountability, bawi on din ang eternal life. Because once you reach the age of accountability, God withhold, would hold you personally responsible and accountable for your sins, right? That's why kinala na ka mo repent, kinala na ka mo salig ni Cristo ngayon mong Savior, because once you reach and go beyond the age of personal accountability, you are accountable to God personally. You're no longer under that special grace. So wala sila eternal life. Instead, John MacArthur continues to say, God holds them in a condition of grace until they reach the age where they become accountable before Him. The temporary conditional grace will become eternal for those who die before, coming, before becoming accountable. The Bible teaches that they are viewed as innocent in God's sight. God referred to the young children in Israel as those, quote, who this day have no knowledge of good or evil. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 39. God withheld His judgment on Nineveh in part because of the children in the city who did not know the difference between their right and their left hand. Jonah chapter 4 and verse 11. Since they are not old enough to know the difference between right and wrong, young children are not culpable of breaking God's law and are innocent before Him. In Jeremiah 19, 4 and 5, where God referred to children's sacrifice to Baal as innocent, and in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 21, where he called them my children. Unquote. Kuha ninyo? So, for a very sila mabot sa age of accountability, that means mabot sila sa edad nga makabalo na sila kung sa insakto, kung sa dili, kung sa sala, kung sa dili. They are under a very special condition. But when they die before they reach that, God will give them eternal life when they go to heaven. Kuha ninyo? But kung dili sila mamatay, wala, dili sila tagag eternal life. Okay, that's a very good explanation that will help some confusions in other people's minds. And one of the most helpful passages regarding this question of where do babies go after they die is found for us in 2 Samuel chapter 12. Remember David? Nakasala siya. Okay, nahulog siya sa, you know, sala sa adultery with Bathsheba and nagbunga man tong ilahang sala. Okay, nabuntis gyud si Bathsheba. Niya nanganak gyud siya. But before before siya nanganak, he was confronted by the prophet Nathan and he was convicted of his sin and he confessed in 2 Samuel for uh, in 2 Samuel nga nakasala siya in verse 13. 
And in verse 14, this is what Nathan said. Nathan said, Nevertheless, by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, and the child who is born to you shall die. Mamatay ginang bata. David fasted and prayed while the child was alive, and when he learned that the child is already dead, in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 20, here's what happened. Then David arose from the earth and washed his face and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. And he then went to his own house. And when he asked, they set food before him and ate. And nagriak niya mga servants. In verse 21 and 23 to 23, his servants said to him, What is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died, you arose and ate food. Listen to the reply of David. He said, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? And listen to the last phrase. He said, I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. Now, David knew that he had a relationship with God and all of his sins have been forgiven and that he was going to be in heaven after he dies. So, namatay naman ang bata. Ningun si David, kung ako mamatay na, muadto ko niya. And asa man padung si David, nung man siya mamatay, padung siya langit. He will go in the presence of God. Right? So David was clearly implying that the baby is in heaven. I, when I die, will go to him. But the baby who is already dead shall not return to life. He shall not return to me. Beautiful passage. It gives us comfort. Yes, it's still sad. Of course, but if you look at the situation with, with an eternal perspective, knowing that the Bible clearly teaches that those babies are in heaven and that they're actually being spared from the heartaches and the hardships and the painful consequences of sin in this life, we can rejoice. And we can say, see you later, babies. We'll see you in heaven. God's grace is evident for the helpless like these babies. And God's grace is also evident for those who are humble before Him. Jesus said, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. Well, Ashenikon does not receive eternal life, just the kingdom of God. The dominion of God, the rulership of God, the kingship of God, like these little babies. In other words, if you do not humble yourself like this baby who is weak and helpless in and of himself, utterly dependent upon others, you shall not enter God's kingdom. You see, when you realize you're helpless, a lot of times that can naturally lead to humility. The proud would never come to Jesus. They think they're good enough to earn salvation. Why would I come to Jesus? I, I can work my way to heaven. I can do a lot of good works. But here's the thing. 
The Bible clearly declares that there is no one righteous, no not one. No one understands and no one seeks for God. All have turned aside. No one does good, not even one. Romans chapter 3 verse 10 to 12. It goes on to say in verse 23, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And because of our sins, whether you believe this or not, whether you like this or not, the Bible declares that we deserve the eternal judgment of God, which is death in hell for all eternity. For the wages of sin is death. And if you're going to have, I mean, if you're going to receive salvation, that verse goes on to say, it is a gift from God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And in order for you to receive that gift requires humility and faith in Him. Humility to come to Jesus and acknowledge, Lord, I cannot save myself. I don't have the power to save my soul. I don't have the power to erase my sins, to wash myself clean from all of the sins that I have committed. So I humble myself before you and I plead to you, God, forgive me. Save me from hell and give me eternal life. Those who do that, Jesus promised to give them the gift of God, which is eternal life. And here we see, kasi Jesus Muna yung buhaton sa mga tao nga magpaubos o mudul kaniya sama sa mga kabataan. In verse 16, He took them up in His arms, laid His hands on them, and blessed them. He took this humble, weak, little children in His arms. And the Lord laid His hands on them, pronounced blessings on them, and He blessed them. So the question for us today is this. Will you humbly come to Jesus today? If you're here today, this is the day that you can be saved. This is the day you can be sure that your, your sins will be forgiven and that you will be on your way to heaven. You see, Sa aning gamay, buraking a passage. Gipicture din nino, gihulagway din nino, ang kaluwasan, pinaagi lamang gayod sa grasya sa ginoo, na madawat na to, pinagi sa tong pagtuo diha ni Kristo. Salvation is by God's grace through faith in Jesus as being pictured here. And this was a strong statement in that day. Because in that day, the prevailing teaching is, you have to work. Keep the law. Okay. Do whatever your religion requires you to do in order for you to be saved. But Jesus is saying, no. Just like these little children, they could not understand the law, much less keep the law. But of such is the kingdom of God. Because in their helplessness and in their humility, they simply depend on Him. And when you depend on Christ, you know what He's going to do? When you humble yourself before Him and come before Him, He's going to take you up in His arms. And He will save you from going to hell. And He will bring you to heaven and give you eternal life. Naanimo ang decision.
So brothers and sisters, like Jesus, let us love the little children. And remember, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Dapat ingayna po in our attitude towards God. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord, please take your word now. May I pray God that you will enable us to apprehend and appreciate and apply the truths that we have heard from you today in this passage. Lord, I pray that you will challenge our hearts sa example nga imong provide para sa mo and how we should treat the children. Lord, that we should desire your blessing for them. That we should help them come to you and lead them to you and not hinder them from coming to you by our words, by our actions, and by the way we live. Lord, we realize that they are important to you. We realize that you are inviting these little children. Lord, you desire the, the good qualities that are found in these little children to be seen in the lives of your own people. That we might stand out. That we might be seen as submissive citizens of the kingdom of God to the authority of our king and the ruler who is Jesus Christ. So help us, God. And yet, Lord, I'm thankful for reminding us through this story that salvation is your work. It's not by our works. It's by your own work, Lord Jesus Christ. And I ask you, Lord, that today would be the day of their salvation, that they would clearly understand that we're sinners, we're on our way to hell because we failed to meet your standard of perfection. And yet, because you love us, you send your son, Jesus Christ, kinsa namatay sa cross, gilubong na banaw. And ang imong saad, ginawa nga, kung kinsa tong musali ka nimo, dilig yun malaglag, kung dilig makapanag-iya sa kinabuhin, wala ikatapusan. So Lord, I pray that salvation will be received by those who are not yet saved today. I give you praise, I give you glory, in Jesus' name, Amen.